0: On this episode, you will learn the 14-day tax-free income loophole called the Augusta Rule. So you will get into what is tax deferral versus tax avoidance, the details of how the Augusta Rule works, and at the end, we'll go into how you can rent out your vacation property if you want to do more than 14 days. As always, if this episode helps you, brings you value, please do me a favor, share it with a friend. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Build Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs build wealth by saving taxes and growing their money. Each episode will break down different strategies in the areas of business, tax, and retirement planning specifically for your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making any changes to your financial or tax situation. Now here's your host, certified financial planner and tax advisor, Matt Darby. Hey, what's going on everybody? Hope you're having a, or hope you had a great 4th of July. We're here on episode 90, but if you are new to joining us, welcome. Hopefully, you get a lot of value out of previous episodes and this one as well. But uh, let me give you a quick rundown of the two different formats that we have of this show. The first type is like today. It's a solo episode where we dive into different areas of finance, tax, cash flow planning, and other business consulting uh, strategies. And in those solo episodes, we try to give you some tactics that you can actually run with. Whereas the second type of episode, we bring on a guest... And they could have expertise, either they are an entrepreneur similar to yourself, and they'll talk about their their challenges that they've overcome, some of their successes, things like that. Or they're people that support the industry as well, whether that be from a sales, marketing, legal, insurance, uh, also tax sometimes um, with different expertise than myself. But um, in those episodes, sometimes we're not going as deep. It could potentially be more anecdotal. But today, like you clicked on, It's a solo episode. And we're really getting into how you can use your real estate for tax-free income. We're going to hit that from a few different angles. But I want to zoom out because again, if you might be a new listener, you may not understand how tax strategy works because there's a lot of different ways that you can do tax strategy. Like, For example, last week, we talked about the tax planning scams, and also basically tax fraud, which you can hear the the term that tax advisors will call it tax evasion. That's fraud, that's illegal, and you don't want to do that. But when it comes to tax planning, and the goal often is to... Well, the goal of tax planning, I've said this multiple times, but it bears repeating, whether you're a new listener or not, that the goal of tax planning is not necessarily to pay as little tax as possible this year, but the goal is to pay as little little tax as possible over a lifetime. So there's some time value of money to it as well, but that's the ultimate goal. So there, it's not inconceivable sometimes a tax strategist is intentionally having you pay more taxes in a given year if there's a strategic place that they're putting the money to avoid taxes forever into the future, um, at least for that taxpayer. So here's two terms I want to get into today that are going to, Prove important. It's tax deferral versus tax avoidance. So, tax deferral is something you, you probably are very familiar with. It's like your traditional 401k where you put the money in and you don't, you put money in today and you get a tax deduction for it. And you don't have to worry about the taxes until you're well into retirement in your 60s or 70s, whenever you decide to pull the money, maybe your 80s. But that's deferring the taxes because you're not getting, you're just taking a deduction today. And again, the people who do those, there's a strategic reason for the time value of money, get the deduction today. Maybe you're in a lower tax bracket income wise in the future. Cool. That's tax deferral. Then there's tax avoidance, which is arguably the best because you're getting out of the taxes completely. So one of the strategies that we talk about where it's tax avoidance. Is the S Corp, the S Corporation. Um, it helps you completely avoid a portion of your self employment taxes. Awesome. Another one that we talk about is shifting income to kids under age 17. If you play that strategy correctly, you avoid taxes completely. Today, we're going to talk about the same thing and how you can avoid the taxes completely using your real estate property. I did not, I sh- wish I didn't say the rental word because that's, that's not the case here. We're going to talk about a primary residence. How does that work? You could also use this with a vacation property as well, but you have to personally own it. So here, here's essentially the way it works. If you are willing to rent a property for 14 days or less, the IRS just gives you that money for free because for them, I believe—don't quote me on this—I believe this was part of like a paper reduction act because they're like, all right, if you're only doing it for 14 days then you can keep the the rental income. Now, the rental income obviously has to be market rate, but essentially the the IRS is going to do what's called a personal minimum use test. Your accountant should do this with you because the IRS you can say, "Hey, I don't owe you anything if you if you have less than 14 rental days, you don't have to file anything, you just keep the money." But you have to have rented it out for less than 14 days, and you, as the owner, have to have used it for more than 14 days. That's why these are usually pretty good for people that own the property as their primary residence or a vacation property that you actively use, and maybe you rented it out two weeks of the year. So, again, the nice part is you get to keep the income. Now, you don't get to double dip. So, just to keep the math simple, let's say you make $1,000 a day, so you make $14,000 during those 2 weeks that someone rented it out maybe you had a cleaner come in you know you you have maybe a spike in utility bills whatever it is because maybe they had a big family or whatever you don't get to have your cake and eat it too so if you're going to take the tax free rental income you can't write anything off either so you take the good with the bad right there but like anything if it's A vacation property or your primary residence, you can still put whatever you can on Schedule A. So, like the portion of your, so it's like your itemized deductions. So that's your um, interest and things like that, your mortgage interest, things like that. So you still potentially are getting some of it, but you can't specifically write off as the same way you would if you were a landlord and you have. You're trying to reduce all your taxes with expenses, depreciation taxes all those things you can't do you can't double dip again you still get your taxes on your advice deduction all that but in this portion as as a landlord you're not filling out the schedule e because you're just keeping the income and you're foregoing all expenses now that's all well and good if you basically want to take the strategy of all right I'm going to I have friends or family or whoever who are willing to pay market rate, to rent my place for two weeks of the year. Cool. Just tax-free income to you. Do whatever you want with the money. However, people often use this rule to benefit their business and themselves, but that's often referred to as the Augusta rule. Same concept. Well, it's the exact same concept. The rule is the same. You're saying, all right, I have this property. It got popular because of Augusta, Georgia, the masters, because they could get really high rates for people to come in. Rent their place for a couple of weeks while the the uh, golf tournament is going on, and it's rental free rental income. Now, what people do with the Augusta Rule is they rent from themselves. So, what's cool about that is you can have a board meeting with yourself and your board of advisors at your home or at your vacation property. You can do that fourteen times a year, and all of that income is tax free to you. So, it's a deduction in your business. And it's free and come to you now let's walk through some of the perks of this because there's sometimes confusion now this does not if you use the Augusta rule it does not impact your home office deduction so if you have a portion of your home let's say one room in your house dedicated as your home office and you're taking the home office deduction that's fine you can still do that however you can't double dip So you can't, if you have, just hypothetically speaking, if you have a two-bedroom condo, one's your bedroom and one's the, the home office, you can't do the Augusta rule and rent out the office. You're already taking that deduction. So it would have to be in common areas like living room, dining room, the backyard, whatever it is. So you can still do both. That's the important part. Now, how does it actually work? So the business that you're running needs to actually be an entity. You can't do this if you're a sole proprietorship. So that, that is important. But most people are probably listening. You may already be a one-member LLC. Maybe you're a partnership in an LLC or you're an LLC that's being taxed as an S-corp. All those things, well, you could be directly an S-corp too. But for all intents and purposes, in those, those four scenarios, you can do the Augusta rule. Now, how does it, how does it work in terms of what you decide to pay yourself? That's not really up to you. You have to find comps. So, with this process, there does need to be documentation. You do need to do your best to to document the process in case you're ever audited. So, you're going to want to reach out to places that are in your area. They could be hotels, they could be co working spaces. Find out what it would be to rent an event space from them or a boardroom from them for a day. Get them to give you a quote and you want to keep those quotes as part of your record because you want to aggregate them and see what the average rates are in your area and price accordingly. So for people listening that are in major metropolitan areas that rental spaces are very expensive, this rule is going to benefit you even more because that's the rental rate you could use. So again, you want to document all this and then you want to invoice yourself because your business needs to have a legitimate expense. So, you invoice yourself, and then the business would, in that scenario, issue a 1099 to you, the owner of the property. So, you would issue that 1099. Now, I will say this talk to your tax advisor because sometimes you may, in some instances, do this through like a DBA, same thing we do with like children, because sometimes it doesn't look great when you are issuing a 1099 to the owner of an S Corp. But forget about that detail for now because I don't want you to get caught in the weeds. I just want you to understand how this works. So you would issue the 1099 to yourself. And then on your personal tax return, you would essentially fill out a Schedule E and the rental income would be zero. And you would reference the the, uh, other deductions as tax code 280A section G. So that way you have no tax liability, but your business gets a write-off and the business gets to issue a 1099 because for them it would be required because it's over $600 most likely. Again, you wanna do this at least monthly because you wanna get as close to those 14 days as you possibly can. So that's how the Augusta Rule works. Yeah. Now let me, let me just back up for a minute to go back to if someone's doing this out of a vacation property. If you're doing it out of a vacation, if you are renting out, forget the Augusta rule for a minute, but if you have a vacation property and you are renting it out the majority of time, you can still be treated as a landlord as long as you're doing more than 15 days or more than 10%. That way, your accountant would just take a, por- a portion of the rental time. It would basically just run a calculation like how many days did you rent it out? And then pro rata for the utilities taxes interest things like that would all be based on that percentage so if you have a vacation property that you like to use but you're trying to monetize it you can do both now again it wouldn't be the scenario we're talking about here where it's tax-free income but you can still try to generate income especially like with airbnb and things like that you can try to generate income on a property that you are personally using as well so today was a, a shorter episode but I wanted to bring that bring this up especially we're in the summer. people have vacation properties and maybe you have a vacation property that you're not using as much as you thought you were going to. This could be a way for you to take advantage or more excitingly, maybe you have a rental pro- or a vacation property that you want to invite your employees, your team members, your board of advisors to spend a couple of weekends this summer and strategize for your business. Now again you want to you want to document what you've done in those meetings cuz you need to have like the corporate minutes. I should have said that earlier as well. You have to document all this stuff. So when you're having with at all the meetings, let's say there's 14 meetings, you do need to have corporate minutes talk what you've talked about. You need to document this whole thing and it shouldn't just be a tax strategy. You should be using it for your business as well so it's a win-win. But hope this is helpful as always guys reach out if you have and we'll be happy to help. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week on Build Your Wealth Muscle. The links mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes.